You're listening to Integration Redesigned, the podcast that unpacks ideas, trends, and topics that directly impact developers and tech professionals. Join us as we learn from experts who are innovating and developing emerging tech with the world's leading brands. Hello, and welcome back to Integration Redesigned. I'm your host, Kate Port, and in this episode, I'm joined by e-commerce executive, Chris Muscat. Welcome, Chris. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me, Kate. Of course. Thank you for being here. I'm excited because today we're going to be talking about trends within retail as we head into this year. And uh, Chris, with your background, I'm looking forward to going through some of these topics. Great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I was talking to my parents as we came out of the holiday season and, you know, out of COVID, out of the before times, I guess. Um, And one of the stories my mom told was the efforts that she went through to get me this one specific toy. And I could not appreciate how difficult that must have been because all of my holiday shopping happens online. And maybe I go to a store to pick something up once I buy it online and I run over to the, the store to grab it. And I was talking about the expectations versus reality of consumers when it comes to here's what I expect to be available versus here's what's happening. So a good example of this is buy online, pick up in store when there weren't parking spaces or it wasn't built properly because technology hadn't advanced as quickly when the pandemic started, right? We see a lot more grocery stores being able to do that now as opposed to maybe one or two chains that could do it in the beginning of the pandemic. So I think it's important to open with how you balance expectations of reality versus consumer expectation, because you're always going to be pressured by, here's what the consumer is asking for, and here's where the trend is going, but here's what we can realistically deliver when it comes to what our platforms, technology, infrastructure can support. So any advice when it comes to balancing maybe expectations with reality when it comes to consumers? Yeah, sure. Uh, I I think there's uh, a bit of kind of softening the blow, so to speak, uh, in terms of what customers are expecting from from a business. Uh, you know, the the way that I've been involved with, you know, in that similar situation in the past is, you you know, you you do what you can, and if you do not have the technologies to to roll with it, you do need to do the. Um, the, the investigating and see what is out there that can kind of help move those things along. Because as we all know, um, you know, the last few years have just been so dynamic. People are having to pivot. People are expecting different things, expecting things yesterday. And, you know, there, there is definitely some technologies out there that, that can help you with that. And, you know, it's, it's definitely worth considering doing some research and, you know, in particular, case, you know, scenarios that your business is facing, there's, there's going to be like a handful of technologies out there to handle it. So you, you need to do um, you, you due diligence and um, obviously help the customers as best you can in the, in the heat of the moment. But just know that, uh, that the way that things are now, technologies are, are just moving so rapidly. And, um, you know, if you do see a need, uh, definitely jump on it because you don't want to be left behind. Yeah, I mean, even when it comes to e-commerce, which 10 years ago, I was sitting with executives in furniture telling them, hey, people are going to buy this. And the pushback was, no one's going to buy a mattress online. No one's going to buy a couch online. Now we can't even imagine that that wasn't part of the equation. 
Um, and so it's balancing this innovation and where it's going um, with maybe even being overloaded with the technology choices that you can have. Yeah, yeah. If your if your team can can handle the the research and kind of delving into all the technologies out there, you know, there's definitely some some good uh, good nuggets that you could grab um, to to kind of help your business grow. Sure. For sure. So, if you think about working in both wholesale and direct to consumer, I mean, there's people are selling, companies are selling to people, to consumers in different ways. We see companies selling on Amazon, they're selling through other retailers, they're selling direct to consumer. You've been fortunate where your career has allowed you to span all of those uh, in some way or another. Um, And we've talked about the importance of driving innovation and particularly partnering closely with IT because technology is a part of how companies run. And one of the stats that we talked about in prior episodes and is coming out now is that even with a recession expected um, and maybe even being felt right now, Gartner predicts that IT spend is going to climb from 6.2% of revenue to 8.8%. It's almost a 3% increase. When you think about the top initiatives that you're pushing in parallel with your IT team or trying to take them along to the ride, what are the ones that you're thinking about in order to meet consumer demand that you're working with IT on? It's uh, very interesting that you ask that question right now because right now um, the the brand that I work with, we've recently had um, an IT manager come on board um, internally before we were outsourcing it, but we obviously saw a need um, for an internal IT uh, manager to help us because we're dealing with um, you know very old legacy systems that um, you know integrate with our wholesalers uh, as well as our retail accounts as well as ecom. Um, so it at the moment we're looking at streamlining um, our reporting. Reporting is quite a nightmare trying to get all these systems to talk. I think there's like three or four systems that we currently use and they're all like different um, and using your um, IT department to, to focus on initiatives like reporting is a big deal and it's very, very important for a business to to see where they are and see where they uh, need to make changes um, moving forward. And yeah, with without that, you're just kind of flying blind. So that's, that's our biggest... Um, improvement and initiative right now. It's interesting that you mentioned that because at Digibee, you know, we've been around for almost six years and one of our top objectives for this year is to be a data-driven organization. And it's not to say that we haven't used data because we have, but how can we make sure that that's a focus so that we're not chasing our tails when trying to get data? Because if you have data in three or four or five systems, that means it's just as much time to try to get that data out. And to try to present that in a format where you can make decisions. So I think it's really interesting that we're almost um, many companies, particularly in consumer goods and in supply chain, are saying we reacted really quickly and we made some decisions based on what we had in place. And now we kind of have to dial that back and say, OK, but now we have to look at making sure that we're getting the most out of that profit margin because they're so small now, as as I'm sure you know. So it, that's an interesting one to bring up because the data is so critical to driving any sort of insight or, or decision. 
Yeah, if if one thing is broken, it could have a really uh, negative effect on the business and would take a lot of man hours to to resolve um, in some instances. And you know, working with small teams, um, which I have in the past, you need to be able to be able to be dynamic and and pivot and not be bogged down in hours that don't need to be wasted. It's so interesting that you mentioned small teams because one of the things that we talk about at Digibee is even if we hire a thousand engineers or all of these marketers or all of these salespeople, at some point you can only get so much work done, even if you have all the resources in the world. So small team or large team, you still have to make decisions and, and prioritize you mentioned legacy just before this. And while you're not in an IT role, there are challenges with, hey, there's this new innovation, call it um, any sort of like afterpay that's that's coming out in the market or any sort of innovative technology where they're saying, hey, we offer this thing, right? Um, inventory management, maybe, you know, buy on demand or wholesale management, whatever it is, right? Insert new technology, new exciting thing here. And you're balancing that on top of systems that have been around for years. I mentioned furniture earlier, years ago, in a previous life, that's where I spent a lot of time. But I don't think it's as bad in retail, but green screen, right? You're talking about systems that have been around for years and in place to manage inventory. And then you're layering on this exciting, innovative technology that's supposed to work. How have newer technologies helped you and have legacy technologies hurt or helped you in that process? Loaded question, I know. Yeah, that it, it is a tricky one to answer. There's definitely some scenarios where the legacy systems have caused bottlenecks uh, in terms of hours and additional spend that could have been avoided if we were with a more um, more recent platform. Um, and that goes from any, anything for a from EDI to uh, PIM to uh, your e-commerce platform, you know, all these things, once they start aging a bit and technology is just so rapid, uh, if you don't keep up with the technologies, it's just, um, you know, it's just like a layering effect. Like everything that you're trying to add, just kind of on a whim that you need to kind of adapt quickly and you add these new technologies, you, you face hurdles and you kind of overcome those hurdles as they come um, to fruition. And, you know, it takes time to do that. But then to upgrade your legacy systems is a massive, massive project. It could take years, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So to, to pull away from uh, a legacy system that is the, the basis of your business, where I have been in that situation, it is... It is not an easy feat and it's it's something that would need to be done if you want your business to grow, but it's it's just not an easy <laughs> trigger to pull. <laughs> yeah, d d hard things are not always easy, right? But they might be the right thing. I mean, to some extent, it almost gives a little bit of a leg up to a new incomer in, in these consumer brands or really any, any company that's coming out where they're saying, hey, we're going to build for assuming that th this technology is going to get old. Um, and I think that everyone deals with that. I mean, you know, you try to make the best decision about technology based on what you know today, but that could change tomorrow. It could change this afternoon. 
Yeah. I mean, even if it came the other way where you were getting a new program, a new system in place, and, you know, they came to you and said, we have, you know, we're, we're aware that there's going to be new technologies in the future. We want to make this system adaptable, but there's going to be this added cost, an additional cost, and you have to make that decision. You have to base it on research, I guess, and, you know, who you're working with. But, you know, I think that would be another hard decision to make that in the heat of the moment, like it's, you want it to work then and there, but you don't really want to make the extra step and future-proof your business if you can't really foresee that happening because, you know, you have to stick to your budgets, you have to stick to your timelines and, you know, adding all these um, additional pieces to all these different um, integrations and platforms. It's just it's just hard to, to take in um, because, you know, Again, these projects most of the time are very, very big projects. And um, yeah, that's yeah. something you have to deal with. We always feel like we can add more as opposed to take away, right? It's hard to say what we're doing versus what we're not doing. That's my problem. All this many, time. many a layers in a, in a business, that's for sure. But these days. Well, well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. I am sure we will have you back, but best of luck with all the initiatives that you talked about. And thanks for coming on today. Thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. And thank you all for joining. It's been a pleasure. And uh, we'll be back soon with another episode of Integration Redesigned. You've been listening to Integration Redesigned. To learn more about how Digibee can help your team connect and integrate systems at scale, visit digibee.com. Thanks for listening.